Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy podcast. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy, and today I am joined by Coach Steven Matado. Coach, how are you today, my man? I'm doing good, Nate. Glad to be back on for another round of podding. Also here is Justin. Justin, how are we today, my man? Good, buddy. Glad to be back. Looking forward to the offseason. Yeah, Steven was on last week, but it's been a while since Justin's been on a, been on a pod here. But as he mentioned, it's the offseason here. So uh, we have a new series coming up here for you guys that will hit. Ever there isn't, you know, breaking free agency signings or breaking trade stuff for us to talk about. This will come in those weeks where there isn't much uh, NFL news. We'll get to that later, but before we hop into that, be sure to follow us on all social media. That's We Know Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Visit our website, WeKnowFantasy.com, for some more fantasy sports content. On there, you'll find fantasy football stuff, as well as fantasy basketball, fantasy hockey at this point. We have uh, fantasy NASCAR, fantasy golf, you name it, we have it coming up for you guys. So uh, check out our website. A lot of great content on there as well. Before we move forward, Stephen, where people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Coach Stephen P. And Justin? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at JF Hornets 25. And always, my name is Nate. We know fantasy. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at We Know Fantasy. So, as I mentioned before, this is a different series. We're going to go division by division through this offseason. And uh, we're going to have three people on per pod. And we're going to draft fantasy football teams that's run, uh, quarterback, two running backs, two hour receivers, and a tight end of players only in that position. So, three guys here. We'll run a random order and figure out how to go from there. We'll do a snake draft at the end. If you guys want to participate with us on Twitter, hit us up. Say who has the best draft after this. We'll do the draft and then we'll uh, run through our our lineups each at the end to uh, see who is superior after this uh, round of draft. But we're going to start here with the AFC East, which may be the weakest division in this series. As we go through it here, I have uh, the option in front of me. and Nothing really sticks out to me except maybe one or two names. So this should be interesting. Before we get into this, let's uh, run a random number generator. I have one through three here. I'm going to hit it, and the number is two. So Justin will pick first, Steven second, myself third, and then it'll be reversed from there. So, you know, stake order as you guys normally do in your fantasy football drafts. So I guess we can get this underway, Justin. You have the one-on-one here in the AFC East. Who is your guy? I mean, I think it's a no-brainer. Lane <laughs> number one, I've got to go Josh Allen. He's probably the best fantasy player in this division outside of maybe Diggs. So... Going with Allen, great season last year. I, t- I expect him to build on that next year with another year under Dabble, and it'll be interesting what they do in the offseason to get down under their cap number. All right, so uh, I'm going to take the only other really valuable player in this, uh, this division, guys, and it's Stefan Diggs. I'm going wide receiver to start my draft. It's pretty easy, guys, with a decision like this. I mean, Stefan Diggs, I mean, he was a dominant wide receiver this year. Truly remarkable. He, he meshed so well with Josh Allen, and, you know, he's still relatively young. He's not an old guy, only 27 years old. I would say he's got another solid three years to go, and him and Josh Allen, with Josh Allen continuing to improve and I'm sure as these seasons go on, he's going to improve on that deep ball, which will make Stefan Diggs even more deadly uh, this year, and I mean, over 150 targets. He only had eight touchdowns, so there's room to improve to even see more touchdowns next year. This is a team on the rise, and Stefan Diggs has got to be the best player at this point available for me to take at number two. Yeah, I'll be the first to admit, I was not too high on Diggs when he went to Buffalo because of Josh Allen's rookie year or second year, whatever that was there. You know, I was proven wrong quickly. He uh, absolutely put up a great fantasy football season, a great season period. Josh Allen and Diggs off the board here to Buffalo Bills. 
And that's that's about it for fantasy relevant players. Now we're picking hairs here. <laughs> it's uh tough here to start off with this division, but stick with hey, us, Nate, guys. Are we, we'll, are we are we going PPR? Sorry, I just want yeah, to we'll, we'll go we'll go up. yeah, just straight PPR. You know, standard scoring four point touchdowns for quarterbacks. PPR normal normal fantasy stuff here. Not sure what to do here myself. I guess I'll go with the uh, arguably the best running back in this division with Devil Devin Singletary. Uh, he was a guy I was high on heading to the season, but then again, that proved me wrong with Josh Allen's, uh, you know, emergence, uh, and then Stefan Diggs on that team. But I still think Singletary is the most talented running back on this division, I guess you'd say. And if I were to grab someone in fantasy football on this uh, list between the Patriots, Bills, Jets, and Dolphins, he'd be the first running back I would take. And then after that, I guess, oh man, I don't even know what to do here. This is rough. This is real rough. If we're going PPR, let me go in a bubble here in a vacuum, may I say. You know, everyone's healthy. No one's misses time. I'm going to go Jamison Crowder with my wide receiver one. Like him there, especially if the Jets are to move on from Darnold. Uh, I think Crowder's a great pick there. He's going to be a great wide receiver moving forward. You know, potential rumblings of Jets making a move for Deshaun Watson. I don't know how legitimate that is. Uh, but if that is to happen, Crowder will be a fantastic, fantastic uh, festival wide receiver for years to come. Oh, Nate, I'm so glad you went that direction. <laughs> my second round pick here, guys. I'm going with a local boy from New Jersey. I'm going Mike Kaseki. I'm going to lock up the only actual real tight end in this whole division, basically, that's any been any somewhat fantasy relevant. And Mike Kaseki last year, uh, good season, pretty much similar to what he did the following his kind of somewhat breakout season here. But he really picked it up in the second half of the season and him and Tua started to kind of gain somewhat of a connection. And of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick at times. But again, he's a young guy. I think he's only what, like 20, 25 years old still. Uh, getting to his prime as a tight end going into year four, I believe now. And I think he's just going to be a tremendous asset to my team, especially with Stefan Diggs there. He's, again, the probably the best tight end. And we all know at some point that having... A top-tier tight end sometimes can make a difference in terms of fantasy or in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, you can't really go wrong with Mike Kosicki there. He is, like you said, the tight end to own. He's kind of that Hayden Hurst, got all the athletic measurables. He just needs to put it together, and Tua needs that that kind of valve over the middle. So I expect him to continue to build on that. I'm going to go, let's see, back-to-back. Back. I'm going to take a – I guess I'll take a shot here at running back. And I'll, I'm going to go Damian Harris. Um not going to give me much in the PPR realm as far as receptions, but he did run the ball very well. I think that New England offense is going to continue to kind of run through their running backs. Obviously, it's always te- terrible to own a New England running back because you never know who's going to get there. But I think Harris runs, ran strong behind that line, and I think he's kind of the best bet to score, at least in that running back room. And then my to turn around at three – I'm going to go with Devontae Parker for my wide receiver one. Um, oh, so I guess it's back to me now in the third round. I'm going to stay on point here. Let's see. Who do I like? I'm, I'm going to stick with another Dolphins player. Uh, someone who had a pretty interesting, wouldn't say a breakout season, but yeah, kind of a small breakout season for him. Uh, it's Miles Gaskins. I mean, came on strong this coming year. I mean, he had over 500 yards, three touchdowns. He had another 388 yards in the air, another three touchdowns in the air. Put together a pretty solid season. I mean, he had six games where he has an RB2 or better. And unfortunately, he probably won't be the starter next year. But again, we don't know that yet. Uh, they could just elect to go with Miles Gaskins. I mean, he looked good. And the best thing about Miles Gaskins is his vision. Uh, he's got tremendous vision going through the holes in this offense here. I, one game to really, if you ever want to watch, is the is the Raiders game and him 
finding the holes and just accelerating through them, it was amazing. And again, with him running backs that are really left here, he's still relatively young. Will he be a starter next year? That's still up in the air, but taking a risk on a guy who I think can be somewhat of a fantasy contributor overall, uh, if, if he were to get the starting job again next year, uh, I'm going to go that direction with Gaskins. All right, can't go wrong there, especially with those running backs we have listed here in front of us. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go quarterback this time, take uh, Tua. Uh, his rushing upside really helps us here. I'm not a fan of two at all, if you know me. Left-handed quarterbacks really uh, have question marks to begin with. And then some of his play last year, he did win some football games through his legs. You know, a lot less desired with his arm. But, you know, fantasy football, some of the rushing uh, quarterbacks are the most valuable. You know, Josh Allen. More importantly, we have uh, Bar Jackson, you know, prove that you can be a fantasy relevant quarterback. You can be the top quarterback if you're uh, through your rushing ability. So, yeah, Tua here at quarterback and to roll around. I'm gonna go Cole Beasley as my wide receiver too. He quietly had a 1,000 yard receiving season last year. Of course, this this, this uh, Bills offense really was ignited with Josh Allen taking a huge step forward, and you have Stefan Diggs in there. But behind Diggs, Beasley really, you know, he, he had a great season. PPR monster, getting you know double digit targets week in and week out. And like I said, he quietly had a thousand yard uh, season. And no one's talking about that because it's Cole Beasley just doing it here with a few yards here, a few yards there. But he is a major part of that Bills offense. And as uh, Josh Allen continues to improve and that offense altogether continues to improve, I think Cole Beasley is a major part of that. And don't forget, he played like three games at the end of the year with a broken leg. It's just sure did. ridiculous. guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my turn now. So since you guys both have your quarterback, I don't need to take one to the end of the draft. That's my uh, strategy here today. Um, so I'm going to stay and take my second wide receiver here now. And, and to me, it's more maybe an, a dynasty play per se, but he's got a real chance to break out in 2021 if maybe a thing or two happens. And I'm going to go Gabriel Davis uh, this past year. Great pick, great pick. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Barely going to be 22 by the start of the season here. I mean, he just kind of complements Stefan Diggs as the other kind of wide receiver, kind of a bigger-bodied wide receiver that can kind of go up and get the ball. And throughout the season at points, especially with John Brown was out, I mean, Gabriel Davis kind of stepped up and was a fantasy asset. And I think he's got a real connection going on with uh, Josh Allen. I think it will develop over the next two seasons, and I wouldn't be surprised by, you know, two years from now that we're talking him as a top 15 wide receiver. Uh, that's how talented and how, you know, great he could be uh if he can take that next step next in this next level and of course he can just pair up with stefan Diggs on my new team here too so you're killing me coach that was where i was going for sure <laughs> i think i think that's a great pick for sure as nate said and one of the one of the reasons i think it's also a good pick in this in this division is i think john brown has the potential to be a cap casualty for them next year it'll be the last year on his deal and they may be able to cut him and save about seven or eight million dollars so um, great pick. I'm going to go and get my second running back here, and I'm going to go with Michael P. Ryan. Kind of the same same kind of situation you're looking at with Gaskin. You're not sure if he's going to be the starter, but for what we've got right now, I think P. Ryan is the younger guy on that roster. I don't know that they bring Frank Gore back because his best friend Adam Gase is gone. We'll take a shot there, and then we'll turn it around in four, and I'm going to take a, a probably a bigger shot here, and I'm going to go Lynn Bowden from Miami. Just for his just kind of jack of all trades use, we can he can use him in the running game. They can use him in the passing game, and he came on at the end of the year. So I'm hoping they kind of lean on him a little bit more next season. All right, uh, it looks like it is back to me again. Yes, it is. All right. Um, well, again, I'm not going to pick my quarterback because I don't need to. So it seems almost logical to go with a guy like Zach Moss. 
and I think that's who I'm going to take. I think I have two-thirds of the Bills' offense right now. Uh, another rookie from this past season, guys. Young guy, um, really talented. I wasn't too high on him just because he did have somewhat of an injury concerns. And, you know, at times during the season, we saw him obviously leave the games or leave portions of the season. But, you know, near the end of the year, he kind of kind of brought it all together. You know, three straight games during the fantasy playoffs with uh, 12 more carries, you know, at least 50, at least 40 yards. You know, he saw work in the receiving game at times when they actually threw it to him. And he was pretty well invested in the red zone, went healthy on on the field here. And it just seemed like he was more of that in-between-the-tackles, ground-and-pound kind of running back that Devin Singletary wasn't giving the team here. And if he gets a chance going into 2021 to see maybe see him over featured role, uh, he could be a really good fantasy contributor uh, as like maybe an RB3, RB, you know, like an RB3 next year, as long as he can stay healthy. Yeah, Zach Moss is going to be my next pick to stack Singletary and Moss. It's hard to pick between the two and then offense. They're completely different running backs. And, you know, Moss is the younger guy, even though just by a year, Singletary has a year on him. And, you know, Singletary, that breakout rookie season, the Moss came and kind of, you know, split that offense. So I wasn't going to go there, but I guess I won't this time. And just, just going back to when Justin said uh, it was more, not Justin, uh, Steven said it was more of a dynasty pick when he, uh, Gabriel, Gabriel Davis. Davis. Yeah, yeah. So we have a full-on dynasty podcast where Nick, a.k.a. the fans mechanic, and uh, Will you Ryan, they just break down dynasty every week on the We Know Fantasy podcast network. So uh, if you guys are looking for the straight dynasty content that I can't recommend that podcast enough, those guys are spot on. They know their stuff. They do their research. So again, that is the we know fantasy dynasty and Debbie. They do uh, development league podcast as well on that same show that is with Nick and will. And that drops here wherever you find your uh, we know fantasy podcast. Just a quick plug there. Well, let's move forward. If I had another wide receiver pick, I would definitely go that route, but I have a running back and a tight end left here. Oh man, I guess I guess we'll just knock this tight end position out, and I'm gonna go with the person who has the most potential, but just can never put it together and never be healthy. Give me Chris Herndon. He had a fantastic season. What was it like three years ago now? Basically, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had a breakout end of a season. Everyone loved the guy. Drafted him, injured. Next year, drafted him, injured. He just hasn't put it together. But if he can, he's very talented. Very uh, a very sure-handed tight end. And again. We're speculating the Jets may have a different quarterback. If it's not Sam Darnold, uh, maybe a healthy Sam Darnold with a with a more capable head coach there than he's had in a long time, or a coaching system, may I say. The head coach there isn't really going to give much, and Robert Sala's a defensive guy, but you know they're putting the right pieces in place there, and, and Sala's a great guy to play for, very motivational for his players. But you know Sam Darnold, if not, they take, say, a Justin Fields, or, or Zach Wilson with the second pick or trade for, you know, Deshaun Watson. But anyhow, if Herman can put the things together, stay healthy, I think he's a great option at tight end as he's proven early on in his career. And I just have a running back spot left here. You know, options are very limited. I guess I'll go Sony Michelle just for the fact that we've seen him carry the ball. You know, James White was not really a factor last year. Rex Burkhead for the Patriots was, you know, in there when he was healthy, which was, uh, limited, but Justin said this earlier on in the pod when he did take uh, Damian Harris. It, it's so tough to own a Patriots running back because they're hit or miss. You know, you think you have the right guy, and next week uh, a guy you never even heard of runs for four touchdowns, or one week they just pound the ball with Damian Harris, and next week they just drop 15 passes to James White. It's just so hard to predict, but Sony Michelle two years ago 
in his rookie season. Uh, he had a fantastic season with the Patriots. Seemed to be RB1 this year, was tattered, uh, beaten up, had some injuries to deal with. But yeah, Harris and Michelle's a nice one-two punch there. All right. Uh, those are great picks there, especially Herndon. I, I have a sh- weird feeling that Herndon could kind of bounce back into some kind of relevance next year uh, with this new coaching offense. So hopefully that happens for him. And I guess, obviously, guys, if you've been listening, <laughs> I only have a quarterback left. So I'm definitely going Sam Donald over Jared Siddham. And Sam Donald, yeah, every, of course, he's the third quarterback in this division currently as the starter for the Jets. But, you know, he has an opportunity to kind of bounce back after two years of, you know, an Adam Gase-like offense, which we all know no one does well until they leave an Adam Gase offense, which he is. Uh, he could be the starter for the Jets this coming season. You know, there's mixed signals right now if they're really going to take a quarterback at two or if they're going to try to build around Sam Darnold. And I think we'll get a better understanding as we get close to the draft. But if not, I mean, he's a fantastic quarterback. I think at times he has been. Uh, I know he's been a little beat up with injuries over the last couple seasons um, and whatnot. But I think he still has the talents to kind of bounce back and be somewhat of a reliable quarterback for us in fantasy. And it could be in 2021 or it may be unfortunate with another team uh, going into 2022 or 2023. But for me, I mean, so it's Jared Siddham or Sam Donald. So I'm going to choose my poison there and take Sam Donald. Has Salah named o- OC yet? It's Mike LaFleur. Okay. It'll be it'll be interesting what happens there. I mean, I think if you're bringing any type of a look from San Francisco, we see what they do with Garoppolo. I, you know, they're not the same quarterback, but they're similar type talents. I mean, they can make throws. I think, you know, Donald gets a bad rap. I, I give him a little bit of a pass. Gase is awful. I'm going to close the draft out and I'm going to take Dawson Knox and stack him with Jared out with Josh Allen. Uh, Dawson Knox, three touchdowns last year um, gives a little bit in the, in the reception game. Maybe if John Brown's not part of that team, Dawson Knox gets a few of those targets. So I'm hoping he has a little bit of a step forward next year, but we'll close it out for the AFC East. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, the AFC East is a rough division before we move on this podcast, touch on a few more things. Let's run through our, offenses or or fantasy football lineups here briefly i'll start off here quarterback two or running backs are devin singletary and Sony michelle wide receivers jefferson crowded cole beasley and tight end christopher herndon yeah, and i'll run down mine real quick quarterback one josh allen Devonte parker wide receiver one lynn bowden at number two damian harris at rb1 p ryan at rb2 and then knox to close it out at tight end and my team at quarterback with sam donald running backs are miles gaskins and zach moss wide receivers of stefan diggs and gabriel davis and tight end was Mike Kosecki. But uh, real quick, guys, don't forget, there's some other players that are, especially at wide receiver, that, you know, just keep your eyes on, like maybe Edelman or uh, Jacoby Myers. Or Denzel Harris, Mims. Denzel Mims, John Brown, Preston Williams. So there are other guys out there. Isn't a great division, but just keep your eyes on them as later round picks, depending on how their quarterbacks and situations go this offseason. Yeah, Brashad yeah. Perryman, too, depending on yeah, if he's still sure. a Jet. Yeah, Perryman, yeah. We talked a lot about the Jets possibly changing hands at quarterback and, you know, having a revamp of that coaching system. So Denzel Mims came on late in the season as well. He's a great guy to follow along with. But if you guys listen to this podcast, you know, vote for who you thought had the best draft of myself, Justin, and Steven on Twitter at We Know Fantasy. For, before, we, before we go here, guys, let's do a few, uh, few questions, a few scenarios. Uh, do you guys think, I guess we'll start with Justin, do you think that Sam Darnold will be the starting quarterback for the Jets next year? I, you know what? If I'm running the Jets, I, I give him a shot. I mean, he was a guy you spent a lot of draft capital in. If you can't get Deshaun Watson, I probably would stick with Sam Darnold. I don't like any of the quarterbacks coming out that you would land at number two. 
more than him. He's a guy, you know, change the scenery, new offense, give him a chance, and then you can potentially trade back out of that number two spot, get you some draft capital and reload this team. Steven, where do you, are you on the Sam Darnold in New York? Yeah, honestly, I'm, I am. I mean, it just, it just makes sense. I think this kid deserves another opportunity to really be the starting quarterback. You know, I mean, what has he had as, as wide receivers over the last three years? Nothing. He's had old ed- veteran aged running backs the last three years, Frank Cora, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, I think it was Isaiah Correll, his, re- his rookie year. It hasn't been great for him, and he's been with Adam Gase the last two years. So, you know, get this guy some protection, get him some weapons in free agency, and I think he deserves another shot as the Jets starting quarterback this year. Yeah, put a system around this guy. You know, he's had Todd Bowles and then Adam Gase's head coaches. You can't succeed there. We know, we know, uh, you know, Bowles is a great coach. You know, he just won a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator for the Bay Buccaneers, but he just uh, isn't a head coach. Can't put in a offense around. Let's hope Salah and LaFleur there, as Stephen mentioned, as the new OC can really get him going. If he is to stay there, I'll talk about my situation with uh, – with the Jets quarterback as we move forward in this podcast. But yeah, if if he is a stick there, I think he deserves another chance. I'm not writing him off. I think he's talented. I think he has some chances. He's shown some flair there in New York. He's shown some competence here or there. It's just not, he's not set to succeed. Like Steven said, no running back help, no offensive line help at all. Uh, you know, this team has been, you know, lackluster in their drafting uh, beyond him, no wide receivers, and it just just isn't fair to him. So if he is to stay there in New York, I think uh, this uh, you know new look team may be uh, maybe a chance for him to succeed. But let's let's put a scenario in: if he is to be traded, Justin, where would your top landing spot for him to be? Trying to think of who potentially would you know who they're going to move for you know may like who's the quarterbacks available to take a shot at. Um, Maybe a Carson Wentz. Do you trade him to the Eagles? Uh, there's some potential there. That's a young. And no doubt he would be moved in a deal if they were to trade for another quarterback. Don't love it in Houston. I don't think San Francisco is all that into a Sam Darnold. I, I, you know, I'll take. I would take a shot at him. Maybe I'll say the Eagles just because I'm trying to find a trying to find a team in my mind that it would probably look to deal for a quarterback, put him in Philly with Sirianni. He can fight it out with Hurst hurts and you can see what happens. They're rebuilding that team a little bit. So if I'm, I'm shooting, I'm, you know, splitting hairs here, trying to figure out where he might go. I, you know, I think he's got a chance and just got to get with the right offensive mind. Yeah. Shooting with the hip here. And Steven, if you had to pick place for Sam Darnold, where would that be? Um, honestly, I think he, if he doesn't start in the, in the, uh, the Jets, I think he needs to sit a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't mind him in Pittsburgh. I know that's a pretty popular destination for him, but I think it, it works. Him sitting behind Big Ben for a year, finding an organization that has a history of winning and just kind of learning from Big Ben and kind of just taking the ropes in 2022. Then at once, hopefully at that point, Big Ben retires. Yeah, that may never happen. Spot. Might yeah, not. every Hopefully year it's it Big Ben retire here, and it just never happens the last 10 years. Uh, but, yeah, I think Darnold, like I said, he deserves a chance. And, again, I'll just push it off here until we talk about the latter part of this podcast where I believe he'll go. Um, let's just get into that, I guess. Before we sign off here, guys, I asked both Justin and Steven to come up with a, a, a hot take, something they believe could happen in this offseason uh, to put their name behind. So I guess, Justin, lead us off here. What is your hot take for the 2021 offseason. 2021 offseason. So I think everybody can see a lot of mock drafts uh, with, with the upcoming NFL draft, obviously in April, having the Lions still taking a quarterback. So my hot take is that they're they're actually going to commit to Jared Goff, and they're going to see what happens. Jared Goff's 25 years old. Obviously, he hasn't – you know, people like to – 
to take a little bit away from him for what the Rams have done. But, you know, I think he's a serviceable quarterback, and I think if you put the right talent around him and you get some, you know, I don't love Anthony Lynn as an offensive guy being a being that I've looked at him with the Chargers, so that maybe hurts him a little bit from a quarterback standpoint. But, I, you know, my hot take is that Sam Darnold is just going to be the quarterback that the, the Lions are going to commit to for a couple of years and be a part of that rebuild. All right, Steven, here's your chance to put your name behind a, a hot take that if it hits, you can blow on Twitter. What do you got? <laughs> Oh, man. Um, my hot take is that the Panthers somehow uh, get a quarterback at seven. They don't trade up. They get a quarterback at seven. And somehow the Patriots trade for Teddy Bridgewater uh, going into the 2021 season. That's interesting. Interesting. I think does Bridgewater kind of somewhat fits the mold of what Brady did at that age when that offense kind of that short passes accuracy accurate throws short and it kind of it's kind of similar to what we saw Brady do just a couple seasons ago before he kind of found some life in Tampa I think that's what you could use in New England that Cam Newton didn't offer them last year all right guys so I have two here for you I kept alluding to one of them it's going to be Deshaun Watson will be the New York Jets starting quarterback next year I think they package that number two pick to uh, acquire Watson because the Houston Texans can then, you know, convert that into their f- new franchise quarterback if they will, Justin uh, Justin Fields or Zach Wilson there at number two. Uh, but you know, Robert Sala, you know, this may be a little a uh, little bias here as I'm a big 49ers fan. So I saw him lead that defense for a few years here. He's a very emotional coach, very invested. Uh, his players love to play for him, so I think he's going to great build a great culture in New York. Uh, you know, get some great coaches in place and, you know, make a big move like this and get Deshaun Watson. And, you know, after that, Fragrance will follow, um, you know, give them a number two pick and, you know, future first. But with Deshaun Watson in place, you have the likes of, you know, not great, but Denzel Mims is a is a rising rookie. You have Jameson Crowder, not much a running game. Offensive line, they've tried to piece together. And there's some defensive pieces there as well, but they have some chance there to succeed. So Deshaun Watson in New York is one of them. And I said this on last week's podcast, but I think uh, the 49ers will make a trade for Matt Ryan. I think he'll be the starting quarterback of the 49ers next year. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan had success in Atlanta. This Atlanta team is going nowhere whatsoever. So I think he uh, looks to bring, bring Matty Ice to San Francisco. And, you know, that roster is built to compete now. Um, I don't think they take a quarterback there at 12 or try to move up for one or, you know, like Justin said, don't go for a Sam Darnold. They go for a veteran guy. If they are to move on for Jimmy G, Matt Ryan could probably go for somewhat cheap with a Jimmy G, maybe a first and second. You know, what is he, 36 years old, if not more than that, 36, 37. But yeah, got some football left in him. So the 49ers are all in on this. Kyle Shannon, of course, OC for the Atlanta Falcons with the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan at quarterback. So I think that's a uh, possible destination for Matt Ryan. Of course, the Falcons pick up four within their next quarterback. But that's it, guys. That's uh, that's this week's uh, podcast. Like I said, this is the format we'll use for those weeks where no pressing news is coming, no no uh, big trades to talk about in their fantasy relevance. Like last week, we talked about Stafford to Los Angeles and, and return golf to Detroit or any huge free agency signings or anything like that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Before we sign off here one more time, Justin, where people find you on social media? Yeah, again, you can find me on Twitter at JFHornets25. All right, and Steven? You can find me on Twitter at Coach Stephen P. All right, and as always, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Until next week, guys, we'll see ya.